Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Reverse Sweep. We have a full crew, Major 5, the last regular tournament of the year of 2023 is officially over. Uh, I am joined by all three of my lovely co-hosts. Doug, how we doing? Doing well. I got my uh, protege next to me, Eric, <laughs> Snoopy. I'm 28 and he's 18. This is my teammate. Say hi. There we, go. <laughs> there we go, Chris. How are we? Uh, I'm good. Can't complain. Had a great weekend. Lots to talk about. And Pat. Unfortunately. Terrible, James. <laughs> unfortunately, right, listen, listen. Pat's prophecy did not come true. He officially was wrong about Major 5. How are you feeling, Pat? I was wrong for the first time ever, James, about the Major winner. I'm upset. First time in his life. <laughs> um phase easily had this in the bag i they, you know they would have had me four for four and then they just wanted to throw away the lsilo snd so i'm heartbroken i'm heartbroken well i'm not gonna lie i was praying on your downfall as for this episode uh we have a, a jam-packed episode we're gonna cover some of the stuff from major five we're gonna then hop into our champs bracket because this will be our last episode before champs and then we'll quick we'll end with some community and quick fire questions um but why don't we just start out with the grand final phase subliners i don't think it's a it's not the grand final that we had predicted but holy shit did we get a banger grand final who wants to kick it off doug yeah i mean i was actually just out with my teammates um getting food before we were doing this podcast and it just so happened that the place we went to were like fans of boston and then they put the games on on the TVs in this like restaurant. So I was able to watch the finals while we're having our team dinner because we just finished the event as well. So we're playing in Challengers. So every time we do these episodes, like I literally just finished playing in Challengers and I come down and I do these podcasts. And it was really cool because we were able to watch like majority of the finals. And obviously the last few maps, it was it was great. It was fantastic. And it was a nail biter. And Priesta, I, I, I think about this all the time. I haven't seen many players like Priesta go three and 19 in the grand final. But whenever I see that happen to a player in a grand final, they always win the grand final. Like, it doesn't happen that often, but that was like the first thing I saw. And then I watched all the rest of the maps after that, and they were in their bag. And it really came down on the wire, and it really was a close series. So I was like extremely thrilled to just see some really good competitive Call of Duty overall. Yeah, definitely. Um, final was incredible. Uh, I think this is the first grand final that we've had this entire year that went down to the final map. Um, and it went down to a Mercado, and you as a competitor, Doug, you definitely know those Mercados are fucking hell. No, I take them all day long. Put me on Mercado. They they are very mixy maps, um, but New York Subliners, they dominated the Search and Destroys, but honestly, to to Pat's (laughs) word, Faze choked really hard. Um, I think they probably closed that out for two if uh, the S&D just goes their way. I think they were up, what, 5-2 in the grand final? in the search on a silo and they ended up uh, getting came back on and getting two v forward to push it to a round 11, I believe, or something like that. Yeah. And I mean, for me, I mean, I think like this final, but I would argue this is probably the best grand final that we've seen all year long Um, for how close it was. It was the first one that went the distance. Uh, Funny enough, every, the last like four grand finals just ended on an asilo control. It looked like that was going to happen again and probably should have happened if FaZe didn't choke, but uh, finally got a game seven. And I think, you know, 
all the games were so close and, and it was such a gritty series overall. And for me, it was just like, how the hell did Hydro pull that or Hydro Hydro pull that off? Dude, he, uh, every map. he had the best stats of the entire event. I think, well, prior to that, I think FaZe did. I think FaZe was dropping a consistent 1.2 or more for every player on their team, damn near every series. But Paco was nothing short of amazing. He obviously got the MVP. Um, he dropped a 1.2 something in the in the grand finals over the course of seven maps, which is impressive as fuck. And then prior to that, he was just absolutely destroying every team they played, um, regardless if his teammates uh, were putting up great stats or not. Which obviously they you don't you don't always need to uh, put up those kinds of stats. I don't think uh, you need everyone to go off like that. But dude, what he was able to accomplish and the impact player that you we know all Paco is, um, you just can't show him enough love. That guy's. That guy's probably regular season MVP if I had to choose. Yeah, I mean it was a, a, an incredible final. If now if your phase, um, like you said, they they did have a little bit of a choke, um, and they fall short. What are you doing in the meantime, uh, trying to bounce back for champs? Obviously, there's no matches. Um, you're just gonna have scrims and stuff, and you're kind of coming off somewhat of a heartbreaking grand final loss. Um, what's what's happening to kind of make sure that doesn't happen again and they they can get a good uh good run at that championship title i guess they're happy that they don't got to do sound eq online anymore i think all the scrims going forward will be like an actual representation of what matches are like on land i think that's something slasher mentioned he was like um we weren't able to replicate our respawn online for a long, like what their respawn scrims were like online uh, on land. And that was a big hurdle for them. And he said, you know, he finally got to that point where uh, they feel like they're, they are improving in hard point and respawn to the point where they're winning a majority in series, but their S and D went away, um, which is, which was their bread and butter for the longest time. So for them, I think, you know, they really just need to hit the, the S and D playbook again, get their S and D back to form. Obviously, they're not going to go sixteen and zero again. That's not going to happen for any team probably ever again. But that that's where my big focus would be because it seemed like you know this weekend their respawn was was on point. Um, S and D playbook or not, I just think subliners got a couple maps in that series that I don't think Phase expected them to be very, you know, that good in. Uh, one of those being the the hotel search and destroy super early in the series. Uh, that was a map that the New York subliners kept getting in practically every series they played. And it was one of the maps they were basically able to dominate the entire tournament. I think that's always, that always happens in tournaments uh, where a team gets a map every single series, they win it every time. And it's essentially a free gifted map in the mode. Um, what about you, Doug? What do you, what do you think? Well, with phase, I mean, they just got to stay where they're at. I mean, it's, they're at the point with their team and we, we talk about these guys every single podcast and it's always very similar things that we're saying. These guys have been playing Call of Duty together for so long where it just comes down to are they going to show up and have a little bit of luck at this level of Call of Duty with the great teams that we have in this league. There's like at least five really, really good teams that have good chances of like actually beating each other and winning this championship. There's going to be some luck involved. Like, for example, in that Mercado S&D at the end, New York subliners, I've never seen this in my entire like time watching this game. They did a retake by late triple-nating umbrellas on their defense. They gave up full bomb control and late-nated umbrellas to get hedge. That was weird. And that tells me that these guys have been on point with their practice. They've been on point with their 
game decisions. They've been watching a lot of film. So like for if you're phase, like I don't really think there's much to improve on if I'm being honest. I feel like they could have won this tournament easily. And then we'd be sitting here saying, what does New York need to improve on? But ultimately, there's a lot of really good teams that could beat each other. And it's really just going to come down to who's going to be the most confident and who's just going to show up on that match day and who wants it the most. Yeah. yeah. Now, again, it, it was a banger grand final, but we only got uh, half. We did get half of the grand final, correct, uh, in our bracket. The other half of the grand final uh, didn't even make it past losers one. Um, and Chris, I'll maybe start with you on this one because we both kind of had optic taking the tournament. Um, I don't, I don't know, even know what the question is to ask here. Um, what do you do if you're optic in this situation? Obviously an extremely, extremely underwhelming performance. Um, first tournament with, I guess like they have karma as the coach. I, I believe he said that like, he hasn't really done anything yet. Um, but yeah, Owen six. Uh, after going undefeated in qualifiers and out after losers won thoughts um listen i i think everyone is i guess overreacting i think everyone is looking for reasons for these sort of performances uh, i think everyone goes to reddit or goes to twitter or even goes to the twitch chats and they're like this is the problem this is the problem and this is the problem when in reality i mean you go owen three owen three nothing was going right for you you had nothing to show for it um especially when there was no like signs of that potentially happening at a tournament for a team um they just came out they played with their feet uh they went five and oh back to back stages obviously some people be like onliners but they also got second at two of the events so clearly um clearly they can compete um then they showed up here they just played complete dog shit cod they probably uh underestimated their opponents in florida and florida obviously made improvements they showed up to play they had that was their last tournament right so they had a lot more to play for i think and then um the who'd they lose to after it was thieves these guys yeah. um always struggle versus the thieves and they just they just couldn't catch any momentum um i don't really have much to say to it because what 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 can you say when you go zero and six especially after playing so well for the majority of the time I'm glad you asked that, Chris, because I can't say a lot. Um, you are on some serious copium. Listen, these guys came out and got shit on. P- clear cut, plain as day. Um, they, you know, they this roster that they have assembled cannot lose a series against Florida. Like, it can't happen, uh, especially when they're coming off basically flawless online performances. Um and and the, I guess the the one good thing, if you want to take this as a good thing, is all of them got world starred. It wasn't just like one of them, right? We've called out like Hugh having bad performances online or from online to land, like his performance fall off being drastic. But like all of them got world starred. Um, so I mean, I'm honestly, I'm gonna be honest with you, I'm worried. I'm worried about this optic team. Um, you know, I think granted they were a, a semi fresh roster when they got second and second, right? Those events were pretty close together. Um, and they made, I think they made a losers one run at their opener, right? It was the same thing basically at their opener. They 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 get three two by Boston, drop down, and then make that run. It's like if they matched up with another good team in losers, we could have said the same thing at their home their home event. So um, for me, I you know I do think this team is better online, uh, clear cut. I will say that. Uh, and I think you know when they play some of these teams when they don't have that momentum behind them, this is a possibility. 
Um, when we look at the events that they did well at, right, their home event, where they're obviously – it's their home events, the Texas major, they got the crowd. They always kind of have the crowd, but I think we all know that their home event is a little different. Um, that was – that. that's where they played the best, no pressure. And then they go to an event with no fans, and they played kind of good there too. They got second. And then this is the real first test where they played an event where there's – it's an, a, technically an away event. Uh, there are fans in the venue – um, and I think there's a little bit more pressure. And I think, you know, we saw what, what that, what that can look like for this optic team. Uh, it's not like they're filled with, you know, veterans, right. Ghosty is new. Um, Huke, I guess you could, you could argue veteranship for like the Huke and the Shotsies just because they've, they've won championships, but it's like, in reality, I mean, I don't think those guys are veterans. Those guys have always been the young guys on the veteran team. And now they're kind of, or on a veterans like captain team. Uh, and now it's kind of like, you know, a core group of young guys. Um, for me, I, I I don't know. I don't know if they're going to rebound, James. They only got three weeks, two and a half, three weeks. And um, looking at their bracket, I think they got, in my opinion, an easy round one. But, like, we could have said that about Boston at the Texas Major and Boston upset them there. So, And then they're obviously going to go up against the the event winners in round two if they do win that. So, I. I, I, it was a flop for sure here, but I, I think it might be foreshadowing uh, what could come at champs for this optic team. I couldn't disagree with you more, Pat, for a multitude of reasons, but primarily saying is, is mostly because Dan Ghosty was just sick. I mean, he's just been throwing up and he's just not been feeling good. And I feel like Dan is their glue piece. And when your glue piece is just not feeling good, what happens? The whole team gets shit on, Pat. That's just what's going to well, happen. Doug, can I ask you a question? I want yeah. you to continue. I just want to ask you a question to get your opinion. And then you can, because I want to follow your thoughts with this. Um, do you remember um, Columbus 2014 at all? Clear as day. When your teammate was, um, I think your teammate went to the hospital on a Saturday night, no sleep, had to get stitches in his thumb, show up to the venue with no sleep. Admins didn't even know if they were going to let him play. He was, he cut thumb on his shooting thumb. And then I believe you guys won the event. So what's the what's the sick excuse? I'm kind of confused by that. I th- well, I don't think you believe in that. I I, I never thought of you as someone who would believe in an excuse like that. Well, as an old timer now, I'm clearly an old timer, and I've been blessed enough to be able to experience that situation with that player and see exactly how that went down. And also, I've been able to experience uh, an ex- a, a great team environment with Ghosty, and um, you are not the same. You I'm and back. Him are not the same. Is, is uh, Pat is Pat done spewing absolute bullshit? I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm wondering what Doug's thoughts are. He's spitting facts, but what I will say though, Pat, is that I don't think Dan has that same mentality you have. You definitely have a Michael Jordan esque mentality where Dan he has it in a way, but it's not. You have the clear Michael Jordan mentality. His is like a little bit twisted, and he's got his like own motivation and all that. But like. I think that when you have a stomach virus and you're throwing up and you're vomiting and you have diarrhea, it's a totally different ball game, mentally speaking, Pat. Whereas when you have a physical injury and you have your mind still intact, you ever had food poisoning, Pat? Let me flip this on you. Have you had food poisoning before? Absolutely. Okay. Do you think you could be world starring while you had food poisoning? I think I would stand a better chance than stitches in my shooting thumb, yeah. I disagree. Okay. I disagree as well, bro. <laughs> Stomach pain or just any like internal like 
disorder is so much different. Also, I I'm glad you brought that up. I'm also, glad you brought up also I had my gallbladder removed a week before I went to MLG Dallas in 2011, fresh out of surgery. Stitches were still in my stomach. I can pull my shirt up. There's, there's stitches. For, I had four. My gallbladder was taken event, out of my body. What? Did you get MVP that event? Close. I don't know. I was frying. Me and Seth were kind of co-MVP at Dallas 2011. TLDR, anyway. TLDR, Pat, you're built different. Doug, continue your opinion. I, I'm not gonna, I'm not okay. gonna let Pat, Pat. Well, like, okay, I, I team with, I team with half of Optic, and I know these guys very well. Their egos get high. They think that they're better than people because they are, and then they let their foots off the gas. If we're just gonna call a spade a spade, that's what they do. I can't speak on Hugh and Shotzi, but I could tell you from my experience, Dan is potentially the best in the world, and also Dan was sick. I also think that he's their glue piece. I also think if your glue piece is sick and he's not on point, all it takes is one other factor for that result to happen, Pat. And that other factor is somebody on their team was just getting had outside of Dan. I think it would, if the glue piece isn't feeling good and he's obviously getting had because he doesn't feel good and someone else is getting had, the whole flow and the whole dynamic's done. There's no belief. all got had. That's what I'm saying, Pat, but it's a spiraling effect. I'm trying to lay the like groundworks on how these things happen. But with this all being said, Pat, I also remember winning an event with you with stitches in your hand, and then about three to four weeks later, your hand was healing up, and it was pretty good, and you were all set, ready to go, and ready to play well at the next event, and you didn't, and we got top 16, but you won three weeks before with the stitches. So, like, my point being, Pat, is the mental... Well, I didn't make an excuse, is what I'm saying. No, I get it, but all I'm saying is, like, we know as competitors, Pat, we could get shit on, even if we're really good. I think optics really good and they got shit on. Two things can be true, and it's the best thing that can happen going into champs if you don't win. If you don't win and you get shit on and you already know you're godlike, it's one thing if you know you're not godlike and you lose, but it's another thing when you know you're godlike and you you lose and you get shit on. Like you know we're bouncing back. You want to bounce back. You want to prove that you can get a better placing. So dead last and getting the bracket they got. Obviously, the Florida matchup. Florida came out hot. They had a lot more to play for. I really think Optic just said, eh, whatever. Like, and, and Brandon's tweet don't even know anymore. Like, I'd, I'd love to have more context on that because that just sounds so... I'd be like, yo, bro, really? Like, seriously? That's what I'm saying. Like, that doesn't, that doesn't oh, make you question. I would, I would definitely tell Brandon, like, bro, really? After all we've been through, like, 10-0 in online matches, back-to-back -back seconds, I don't even know anymore. It's as if you're, like, the worst team in the league or something. Like, bro, we got a world championship we're going to be playing for, and we want that ring on our finger in three weeks. Lock the fuck in, dude. Wow, Doug, you are different. I love that. Yeah, I guess just the like only... take it with all, man. Just don't be so be in your feelings about it for a bit. Don't tweet about it like that, and just like handle it in your hotel room, and then be a man, and you know, like be empowering. Make yourself empowered. Brandon's one of the greatest shots ever. Feel empowered about how good you are, and and accept the shortcomings and deal with it. Like come back motivated. Let's go. It's champs time. You know. Now, now, my only follow-up to that is like I, uh, I, I get what you're saying in, in the sense of coming back motivated, and and this might like spark a fire in them to to come back in chance. But do you feel like they lost like some really crucial land reps um, by only playing six maps? Uh, no, no. At this tournament, or do you think like it's not going to matter too much? It's all mental, man. Everything is mental in this game. Like I, I could be the best in the world one day and the worst in the world the next day. That's the truth. We all we all could feel the same way on this panel. I know we've all been there before. I've seen you guys play terrible. I've seen you guys play like odds. I've seen both. It I, well, I agree. I agree with you, Doug. But I, I think something you're you're missing here is to James' point. James, I think they're mentally checked. I, I don't think these are the, the the personalities that like 
are going to deal with adversity that well. I don't think these are the guys that are going to regain, you know, and, and be able to just like shrug it off. Like Doug, you mentioned like Brandon literally is probably one of the best shooters in the world. And like, he's, he's don't know anymore after, after losing. Um, and for me, I mean, there is a lot of pressure on this optic team, right? James, you were talking about it, like our, our last episode, we were like, what does this mean if this optic team doesn't win? You know what I mean? And the big thing that we haven't mentioned, and, and I'll bring it up, we know, all of us here know, and everyone in the chat or in the comments know, this Optic team is making a change right after Champs. It's it's There's no question about it. And I think them, you know, even doing worse here now, James, is probably adding a little bit of pressure, add a little, you know, a little flame to that fire. Because for me... Um, I think we know who's going to be gone. There may be a two-person change, and I, you know I think that could that could help or not help, but make these make these issues worse, in my opinion. Well, you here's my thing. Like, the worst. Time, Chris, I'm sorry. I have to say something real okay. quick. Go ahead. This whole optic pred thing to me is so cheesy. Like, could we get a grip, bro? Seriously, like, dude, is this just, like? Here's my thing. I hate this thought, Pat, and I agree with you too. By the way, you're right. I agree with you because there's this like weird thing with certain personalities on teams when the, whenever they mesh together they just don't want to like buy into each other or like you know what i mean like I, I don't know they just like dude you got something great and in cdl i'm dying to get back in i want that spot man and i'm telling you man like i've been playing a lot of challengers and i've had really really good academy teams i've had some that weren't as good as others and i played against some really good players and teams and like it gives you this like sense of like okay we're not, we're not the best. We're not always going to win. And it is what it is. But, dude, when you got a team like that, it's hard to get a better team than what Optic has right now. And, like, when you're always trying to chase the grass to be greener on the other side, you're never going to get the thing you're looking for. It's like it's like the number one golden rule of life, you know? Like I would I agree with like, you for the most part, but Pred for Hook is pretty clear, to me at least. It's just about how the personalities mesh really at the end of the day, Pat, right? Like, the chemistry and the personalities is really what it's at at this level. I feel like cute Pred, you can win with either one of them, man. It is what it is. Like, it's just about personality at the level that we're playing at, I think. How do you guys mess with each other? Do you want to buy in for each other? Can you guys share the same mentality? Whether it's a good mentality or a bad one, can you share the same one? I think that's a huge part about having success in the league. Well, time is yeah. going to tell uh, sure. what happens to this optic. Chris, do you have anything else to add before we move on? You guys pretty much beat that horse dead, bro. I, <laughs> I was like sitting there, like honestly, I'm down because, as you know, we're filming these at tournaments. We got done really late, so I'm eating my dinner as I waited for you guys to finish your points. <laughs> and anytime I had something I want to chime in, I got cut off. So I was like, okay, I eat my meal. <laughs> Hope it was good, Chris. So move, moving on, uh, I guess before we go to the ne the next topic. Uh, if you're wondering about last episode subscriber thing and Doug's pull-ups, um, I did spring it on Doug before and he said he's down, but it was 198 subs. Doug has claimed that he could probably get that done in 20 minutes, but we're going to have to postpone it until after Challenger Champs because Doug's locking in. Got to make sure uh, the hands feel good. No calluses, uh, all business. And so... Uh, Again, if you're not already subscribed, guys, make sure you hit the subscribe make sure you hit the subscribe button. Make sure you hit the subscribe button. Um, and then we will move on to the next topic, which was kind of a uh an interesting one. And I guess uh Pat, you and Chris were were more like aligned with it um as you were a part of it. But um there was some personal chance going on at Toronto this weekend. Uh 
I believe it was something along the lines of fuck you Draza. And it came up a couple times while they were playing and even on Championship Sunday. And then that bled into uh, some Twitter drama. A good old COD Twitter drama. Um, what are our thoughts on uh, on the whole situation? Pretty simple. You can't be the villain if you're soft. <laughs> it, it, that, it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty clear for me, James. Um, yeah, if you want to play the role as the villain, and and yeah, you can do that when you win. It's trust me, it's really easy to be the villain when you win. It's probably the easiest, you know, time to be the villain. But if you want to do that, that also means you got to be the villain when you lose. And um, for me, you know, these obviously came out had a pretty pretty shitty event to their standards. You got to own it, and you still got to be the villain. You can't just get get pissed because people want to. The fans want to capitalize oh, on the fact that you lost. Yeah, that's what that's what people do to villains. Like when you lose, they want to let you know that you lost. That's the motivation to never lose. Um, and so on top of that, I mean, look, the girlfriend drama is kind of ridiculous. I was I was honestly kind of getting secondhand embarrassment. That's that's I mean, I'm not gonna, you know, chime in on anyone's relationship, but in general, I, I just think, you know, girlfriends or significant others getting involved in drama like that is it's kind of ridiculous because I mean you're, 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 you know, whoever is a, a staple in the scene, you're obviously a, a, a figure that's just going to happen. So getting hurt by like a social media manager tweeting something is, is kind of silly. Um, but anyway, I, I yeah, I, I just don't think Draza should let that affect him. Um, I, I think, you know, that should be something that just fuels his fire for the next event. Like, um, you know, imagine he comes out, wins champs, it's like, fuck you, Toronto, or, you know, whatever. Um, <laughs> So I think, you know, getting upset or, or offended or whatever it would or, or saying like, you know, somebody's a dick rider because they said that. I mean, you you just kind of got to grow up and, and, and not be not be soft about it. Like I, that's, I just, that's, you made your bed laying it. Like it's I just, just personally think people have selective hearing or selective listening or selective reading in this case, because I think our Twitter or the flanks <laughs> show or even my profile, even Aix's profile literally is pretty unbiased i think there are some people on the show that might sometimes you know make some takes and be a little soft on certain people but definitely not me and gersh is usually pretty brutal with everyone on our social media um we've literally said phase got doordash challenged by optic multiple times um and the, the show is clearly affiliated with phase um i literally was posting today on my own personal social media how players on phase were essentially not wearing their glasses and that is why they lost the tournament um i do it all the time um draza is my friend um he's i'd like to call them my son sometimes because i help bring him up in, in in the call of duty scene and i just think it's complete bullshit i think we were literally simply gersh was simply seeing how hyped the crowd was getting and how funny it was that they were all going rogue and it was loud as fuck and he just made a video and posted it no one was targeting anything we're trying to push any sort of agenda plain and simple the thing is that at other events sometimes we are in rooms that are not necessarily close to the actual the stadium right where the rooms are so it's not as easy to just get video because it's, it's like we're in the room. We're not going to run out of the room and be like, oh, my God, let's go get this reaction. We're literally in the stadium. If you looked at our background during the show, you could see everyone. You could hear all of the chants literally right behind us. 
He's just it's just capturing content. The fact that we were accused of chasing clout. First of fucking all, we have far more followers than you and said and said, you know, player. We are more accoladed than said to players. We don't need clout. Our, we literally ooze it. It's are in the fiber of our being. We can literally tweet random polarizing opinions about Call of Duty that are fucking complete bullshit. People sit there and favorite and retweet it. No one gives a fuck. This whole this that whole spiel that we were getting was just complete fucking bullshit. And I really just. It's so fucking soft. Bro. Yo, yo, could it's you imagine? So soft. Could you, Wait, could you, you imagine? Me, I don't know LeBron. what happened. You're not playing. What happened? Uh, yeah, okay, I'll tell you so... in real quick. But yeah. uh, real quick, could you imagine LeBron and like Savannah going on Twitter and being like, Stephen A, you fucking chout clacing dick rider? Like, <laughs> like, bro, regain. It's li- that's literally what the show we're, is for. That's what that's what to... fucking sports shows are about. Like, that's yeah. part of the game. Regain. Like if you're getting and this and this goes for any player, any player, any significant other of a player, anything. If anybody is getting offended by a talk show in, in a way of people just like memeing and, and making content, if you're like genuinely getting offended by by something like that, it's time to take a break, go on a walk, um, get off Twitter. Yeah, get off Twitter. Take some deep breaths. Uh, none of it's that serious. It's Ever- it's it's literally content for for a show. You remember that title of the creator tweet? The one that was oh, super popular bad. way back in the day. It was, uh, how do you get cyberbullied? Close your eyes. Turn off the computer. Blah, 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 blah. It's the same thing, bro. Like, you got, it's literally our job to make polarizing opinions, produce content, and show what is happening in the scene. And I think, I think it's important to mention, too, that, like, Call of Duty is such a unique esport. Well, esports in general are just so separate from regular sports in the same sense that, like, when certain players like in the post game interviews, like we have the Crim Six interviews and Scrappy saying pissed on and all this stuff, like you don't really see that in traditional sports in the same way that you don't see like traditional sports people like flipping off the crowd and doing stuff like that. But like it is in COD esports. And there's nothing I, but the wrong comparison with that. to make is the WWE. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Could 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 you imagine like Kane when he was in a villain in the WWE? Like getting upset by the crowd, giving him a villain reaction. Yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine that? Like, bro, it's the same shit. Like, you're literally playing a villain. Like, if you're flicking off the crowd and talking shit in interviews and talking shit to other players and making your thing like, you know, uh, what was it? What's the thing he used to say in Cold War? Like, um, fuck it then. What was it? He would always say like, "fuck it then." Or yeah, whatever. Like when he when he made his whole thing about just shitting on people, like. That's 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 part of your personality now. It's part of your you know your image as a player. Uh, it's part of your team's brand. Um, I think you just gotta talk, own you it. Gotta walk the walk, bro. Yeah, you gotta own it, and you're gonna come to events and you're gonna lose some, and the, and the crowd's gonna love to give it back to you. Like, bro, do you know how many times like I would talk shit to Optic, beat them, and then when I lose to them, like how much shit I would get? It, it's it's literally the same thing, bro. It's like you can't Ops just two. be soft on the loss, bro. Black Ops exactly. I had a video. Well, what, what, so, like nothing happened. His team got eliminated, and the whole crowd started chanting "fuck you, Draza," right? And Gersh, the the chant was so loud. Gersh is like way up top in the flank booth with us, or not with us, but like outside. And he just took a video and tweeted it out. He was like, God damn, like this, 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 the, the fuck you draws a chant is so loud you can hear it from the fourth floor or whatever. 
Um, and then his, 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 his girlfriend, like, quote, retweeted it and was like, uh, ch clout chasing weirdos. Like, how weird you got to be to tweet this? And then, like, Draza replied Draza to Chris in, yeah. because Chris was like, question mark, down. what are you talking about? You're going to hurt his career if she don't calm down. She got to calm down. Seriously. Calm down. You're going to mess with your man's money. Straight up. Bro. Yo. And I have you're, no you're, problem. You're, he's, I, I have... he's impressionable, right? Like, all of these players are impressionable, Chris. We all know this. You know yeah. him better than yeah. me. Zach, to me, is such a go-getter. He's so pure at his core. And I like his personality a lot. That girl has got to chill out. Because she's influencing him more than everybody as his significant other. I mean, that, I don't... You I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to chime in the relationship. Yeah, yeah. Either. We'll keep it. We'll keep it. My off, my off sort of that. thing. My sort of thing is. Um, she she's she, I know her. I know her. I know her more personally than just let's say you know fans because obviously she's uh dating my friend. They're not like that when it comes to like normal shit. Obviously, a lot of this stuff has to do with actual gaming stuff and and stuff like that. So I know they're not bad people. No, yeah, of course. It's just the emotion. Um, like, the, movie, the thing is, saying. like, the way you handle yourself online and, and the way you react to certain stuff like this is another reason why people are going to continue to do it. You're just yeah. giving them reactions that you want. So, yeah. essentially, it's just like you're doing yourself no favors. Um, I think me and Pat learned or know more than, like, anyone about the whole being a villain and receiving hate and taking it. Yeah, 100%. Giving it. Now, now, on a different note, we'll, 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 We'll stop touching on that and and pivot it over to Doug because Doug, you had a, a fantastic run over in Challengers and whenever you're on the show for these major episodes, I I love to to snag your Challenger opinion and kind of talk about that space shine shine a little bit of light on it. So how was Challengers this weekend and uh, what's going on in uh, the prep for Challenger Champs? Well, James, uh, just like last event, we only lost to the team that won. And this event, we only lost to the team that won. And it just so happens there was another team that's not North American. And there's a North American qualifier for champs, just like last year, where the best North American team should be there. And none of these North American teams could beat us on local area network. And they're all there and we're not because of online equal loudness equalization COD. Um, I'm, I'm actually being serious when I say that because usually it's like it sounds so spiteful and so hateful and this and like jealous yeah, I'm jealous because I know I'm better than all these guys. And I'm saying that with utmost confidence because we work hard. We know we're so good. And we work hard and we know it. And every day we we see it. And it was so nice to see it happen and, and put it on fruition because this event was a dominant performance. It was our best, my best performance individually, team's best performance since Boston Academy. It was third, right? It was third, but we only lost to a Woba Bobs and no other team could shoot back, it felt like. Like it was it, it, like on Sunday today, first map Mercado hardpoint. We're down like 248 to like 160. I pop a 12 and one kill streak. Go absolutely berserk versus Harry and Denza and those guys. We won by two points. I didn't even say a word because I knew I was gonna do it. Next map, Hotel SD. I got a 1v3 to start the map off. After that, everyone just went crazy. Map three, it felt like they couldn't shoot back. I was like, this is what it feels like to be that team. And I haven't I think, had this feeling since you guys in a while back. Yeah, so it's yeah. been to, to the reason I'm so open. It's, it's not coming from arrogance guys. It's coming from a sense of guys. I've been around for a long time and I've been fighting for a long time. And everyone's told me I've not been good enough for a long ass time. And I never quit. And now I know we're the best, even though we got third, we're not the best. A woe Bob's the French in North America. We are. And I can say that confidence because I've been through the gutter and I've been in bad situations and I've had to work hard. And we've worked really, really hard. And I know if we do win this LCQ, I don't like doing this whole guarantee this, guarantee that, and I'm not going to guarantee nothing. 
All I'm going to say is that if we win this LCQ, it's going to be really hard to take us down because we all understand how, how important this is. And um, it's just really, really gratifying, James, to just be honest. Like, I'm just being so honest, guys. Like, it's just so gratifying to know. Dude, I was clutching. I clutched a 1v4 against Steve-O. Like, Vortex, they're top players. Like, I 1v4 them, Chris. Like, I felt all this hate and all this, like, negativity and you're not good enough. You can't do it. Everyone in the world because your stats are this and that. Dude, I, I'm, I've been saying it for years. I'm like, I could drop point eights against all these guys because they don't play the game the right way. And I'm genuinely feeling it. And now I'm fully comfortable in my AR. And I'm like, I know. I'm like, I know it. Like, you know, you know the feeling, yeah. guys. It's, it's so gratifying to feel it, man, because I've been through hell. And it just feels so good to be like able to make this reality and like get closer on my dream and get all of our guys closer too. Hell I'll yeah. be honest, um, I, I would have rather have saw you guys play than the Boston the Breach. <laughs> No comment, Doug. Um, one thing, one thing that I wanted to ask. Um, just talking about, just talking about the challengers, elite, and and online, and that whole stuff. I think. Um, so usually in the pro league, I think the impact of online and LAN is completely different. Um, you guys play or the pro league plays on servers, um, and people obviously have all the best equipment, equalized equipment. Challengers is a wild, wild west. Not only are people using band settings, people used to tune, people used to obviously play on hosts that were not very fair or favorable um some people can't afford to have good equipment compared to the you know the the actual fairness of LAN. and then obviously the loudness equalization that people use online that even the pros did um can really go unmonitored one easy just complete easiest example and it's not just because i'm trying to throw hate is i'm fairly sure the team at the last two major lands the one in dallas and the one here the team that won the challengers elite prior to those events did not place within, I want to say, maybe the top eight. They both got but top 12 on land, but they won the Challenger Elite both times. Yes. Wait, both times they got I top 12? They got, they won, yeah. no, the both teams back-to-back that won these last two Elites, uh, not the back-to-back, but the one going into Dallas and then the one going to this event, it's got the, first on line and 12th on and land. top 12, I yeah. So that's I what I didn't want to tell me I who they are? I didn't want to Mohawk confirm it. Prolute. Mohawk, Prolute, Spart, Neptune, and the other one was Prolute, Johnny, Dave, Patty, and Prolute. Or, and Prolute, Yuli. Johnny, Dave, Patty, and Yuli. And Yuli, yeah. Um, so, yeah, just um, to put it into perspective, the teams that win Challengers Elite and not only win it win it, it once, but win it multiple it times back-to-back, back, it damn near means nothing. Um, online, online Call of Duty, is, especially in Challengers, is has been really bad this year, um, and that comes from experience, obviously. Um, Are you guys at least Sorry guys, I'm just No, we're good. The LCQ's online, Pat. No, no, no. I meant I meant like on land and challenges. Are you guys at least using no sound EQ and stuff like that? No sound EQ, all online, fair yeah, shit. no sound EQ. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's what I was wondering. Yeah. Yeah. So completely different landscape, just so some of the viewers uh or viewers or listeners at home um just can actually get a grand understanding of it. Now, did uh, did they play grand finals on main stage for challengers? I thought they like no. talked about doing that, but the, was it just the presentation of the trophy that they? I like, think that was about champs. Uh oh, well, so champs champs will be on main stage. Okay. Yeah. I'm, but I'm they did they did pre- they did they did take all the the wobble bo- wobble bops. Yeah, uh, yeah. Say. They showed. Um, they, yeah, shift gave them love on the main stage in front of the crowd. Yeah, love that, love that. Now speaking of champs, it's time. Champs bracket. We've yet to have a perfect bracket uh, so far this year. Because you guys won't listen. Uh, Pat, you're still wrong wrong. about this last one. Uh, Let me just remind you. Wait, wait. Before before we get into this, can I actually – 
and, and you know the people who are you know really you know good of hearing of the last episode james you're gonna remember this i did call a specific team to drop into losers round one and have an absolute dominance run all the way to the finals and win it it just so happened i picked the wrong team for that to happen to but new york did drop in round one losers go basically undefeated except for toronto get into the finals and then win so i just you know i may have got the team wrong but as far as the bracket goes james i think i called like you know how the bracket would kind of look you know what, what, would, what, what would happen that was a long-winded way of saying i didn't guess correctly <laughs> it's, you know I mean, it was close yeah yeah i mean sure. it, it was it was close it, it was a little bit so let's see we have uh our our four initial matchups uh before teams will knock down to losers bracket double elimination bracket um this will be our first bracket episode with doug so i'm gonna be completely removed from this one you won't have to worry about uh any Thank of goodness. my opinions and so it'll only be up to them um so majority's gonna win and we'll uh we'll figure out what the perfect bracket is we're gonna start at match one phase versus seattle surge i think this is a unanimous phase i don't yeah. really see a world where surge win especially how dog shit they've been looking i argue they don't even deserve to go to champs with how badly they've been performing the last couple majors and, and splits um which is kind of insane for me to say because they have one of the top five players in the world on their team that people obviously herald as um one of the best mr pred like how i don't know yeah, I, I, there's no shot Surge win this. Um, the, the the big thing for Surge, I think, is not only are they terrible, they also are playing with the reality that, like, those guys are leaving. <laughs> like, like they are so checked at this point, in my opinion. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they just, they just washed out of this event. They shouldn't even have qualified, realistically. They were horrible here. Um, I was hoping that Vegas was, you know, able to take their spot. Was it like a, a false, um, I guess, showing early on in the season? Or like, because I feel like, correct me they if I'm wrong. They were riding off of Vanguard. Okay. I was going to say, I feel like as soon as Pred almost got bought but didn't, like that's when it just never got better. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's because yeah. they were still, obviously, every single player on their team was still fighting to make this the best situation they could. And then once somebody on their team had a realization that they could and they almost got better, um it just affects everyone they can say they that they can say it doesn't all they want but it always will uh, because you know he wanted to leave that means he don't believe in your ass he thinks there's better players out there not only does he think there's better players out there you're playing against those players and you know when things are just not going well it's just going to keep getting worse and worse i know that some people have different mentalities and maybe some people can overcome it but simply put they could not also they refused to acknowledge their weaknesses as a as a team um the entire season they kept auto viewing the same shit they kept playing the same maps versus the same people the only thing that they got better at was search they got more competitive at it but at the end of the day more competitive isn't dominant and every single team that is good in the cdl and has the capability to win events has dominance at one thing at one point in time seattle didn't have shit um at, at later in the season it was just it shocked um, seattle 3-0 imagine like it could happen in this game right it could happen well it could we'd be surprised but, but it could happen we're 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 usually you know with the betting odds 
Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, you guys have both been on point this year. Like every single, it's I very impressive. Here's you, Pat. <laughs> I don't. I don't think Serge could win this, no matter what. What if Gwyn comes in and just so what, well? If Gwyn comes in and their team changes and all of a sudden they just like randomly could improve, like who knows? But I don't think that if their current roster right now is not winning. Are you guys surprised that they didn't make like try more things out roster wise throughout this season? Surprise doesn't even begin <laughs> to explain it. I am dumbfounded. Surprise. Led astray. Hoodwinked. Yeah, this Smeckle, was such a clear, This was such a clear they needed a change for so long. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I am mind blown. Uh, uh, so just like that, I, I guess it's unanimous. No. Phase moves on to uh, round two and winners. Surge gets knocked down. Our next matchup going to be a hefty, hefty, hefty Winners round one matchup with Toronto Ultra and LA Thieves right off the rip. Uh, I Ultra got Ultra. Uh, Ultra. Yeah. Wow. Ultra played them. Uh, played them this uh, event and also <clears throat> record wise, I think Ultra usually Four wins one. this matchup. Yeah, Four it's uh, it's not been good. I think Ultra kind of just has Thieves' number. Thieves are going to also have to change up their vetoes. When we saw them play the Thieves, they had triple Hotel, and I feel like Hotel is the map that Toronto loves, and they get it in all their series, and they got three of them, and they weren't even fucking close. They're gonna have uh, to play them on Hydro, and I honestly I don't think that's gonna that's gonna work out for them either way. Like to me, I just think I think this is a terrible matchup for Thieves. I think Thieves matches up great against like every other team in the winner bracket, but against Ultra, it's like. I, it's it's the nightmare matchup. I, I for think them. there's I think there's multiple ways this veto can go. I think there's a world where they can play Hydro, they can play Mercado. Um, it's just a matter of what they're more comfortable letting Ultra pick, and then they pick whatever they're more comfortable out of. I think I think uh, Thieves auto vetoes Embassy, um, and I don't think they'll play it versus Ultra. So they maybe play what um, Fortress, Hydro, or Mercado. Um, either way. Hotel's not working out for you, Chief. Get it out. And just like that, we set up a Titan match following that. Uh, but we move on to hopefully not a repeat in history if you're an Optic fan. Um, we have Optic versus Boston Breach. I'll let you start with this, Doug. Uh, what are we thinking? Well, I mean, if we're going off paper, Boston just lost to London, got dead last. Optic got dead last and looked terrible. They both looked bad. Um, they're both going to want to rebound. Optic's going to have more confidence based off of their history, whereas Boston doesn't have as much to go off of. But they have beaten Optic on land with this dynamic, with this group. Ultimately, I do think Optic is going to win just because I've seen a lot more. You know, like, I love Boston, and this is my team. But... I'm just trying to be honest. Like from what I've seen from Optic, I root for Boston. I support them, and I want us to win it. Um, it's not going to be easy though, because Optic has been easily, outside of this major, the most consistent team in Call of Duty online and LAN for the past what, ever since Dan Gosi got picked up, right? So we have to give them their respect that they deserve. So it won't be easy, but I, I think your phase is probably the most consistent in yeah. the last three months. Yeah, they still got bro. They still got third, third, and second. Well, I just mean like overall with online and how dominant the online was. So maybe, yeah, Thieves, but Optic is right up there as well. So you just got to give them their credit. But um, I'd love to see Boston win, but I do have Optic. Um, I got Optic. 
uh, just listen, as much as their stage was dog shit, um, they didn't lose to London. So, listen, Breach, I don't know what the hell you got to do. I think I said this on the flight before. They just got to go back with the original roster that plays fourth. As much as I think Kremp is a great player, um, they brought him in out of the blue. And they brought him in to solve the problems that Reese, you know, was basically having with the team. It wasn't for the problems that Nero had with the team. So what the fuck is the point of replacing Nero? Especially when you had more success with Nero. Um, you were you beat Toronto with Nero in your last league match with Reese, and then you dropped them. Well, James, not that it matters, but I actually got Boston Breach winning this one. <laughs> um, I think they're going to come out hot. Look, I think they're going to put Nero in, and I think they're going to put him in for Beans. And I think they're gonna they're gonna just roll the dice, have Awakening run main AR, and they're gonna have Beans. Uh, or not beans. Beans go to the bench. Nero, Vivid, and uh, and Crimp. Yeah, and one of them will run flex. I could be a Crimp could run flex for all I care. And they're gonna upset Optic Texas day one. I called you champs, and I'm gonna have a smile on my face. I'm gonna message our okay, group so chat and be like, "I told you guys." What if they don't oh, sub? In, what if what if they don't sub in anyone? They keep the same team. <laughs> they're getting shit on. They're not winning a map here. But if they make <laughs> the right. sub, I think they'll do good. Okay. Well, either way, we got Optic moving forward because me and Doug out. Optic moves forward, a Breach moves down, and then we have the defending champion New York Subliners versus the top four Minnesota Rocker? Top three. Bless top bracket. three. Top three. Bracket Merchants. Bracket <laughs> Merchants Rocker. Um, <laughs> listen, this team is not top three. They, they played Florida and Boston and struggled against Boston. So, um, they didn't win a map after that. This team got massively outslayed. They looked like a, a, a pub team against FaZe and uh, New York in the two matches they played today. So this do team I think is going to lose Do I think they're sad. better than getting 0-3 to 0-3 by those teams? Yeah, but I still don't have faith in them to kind of like make big runs in these tournaments. Um, commendable that they were able to do so, and they did qualify for champs um, by finally adding Dylan to back and having Vayne go back to the sub. But New York Subliners, bro, they got a Hydra. That guy is absurd at the game. They're they're going to breeze through this round. I have to agree with them. I mean, New York, they love each other. And that's the thing with the team. Like, they wanted to play with each other. Remember the Paco drama last year? Oh, I want to play with Caesar. And Krim was, you know, well, it paid off for them because they like each other and they're really good at the game. So I think Minnesota's still trying to find their footing. They definitely looked like they got outclassed. I didn't get to watch any of the matches, unfortunately, because I, again, I had to play. But um, a big Kevin Fame fan, love what he's brought to the team. Obviously, a third is great. There are definitely motivations there. Like, you did get third. I know it's the blessed bracket, Pat. I know we have to think this way as competitors, but they definitely have a chance to like improve over these next two weeks. Fame just went back on a sub. The, the biggest reason I feel this way, Pat, is because Fame went to an AR for like two and a half months. And he just went back on the sub about two weeks ago. He will continuously get better on the sub over these next two weeks simply because he ran an AR for so long. Now, will it be enough for him to beat New York? No, I don't think so. But they can improve, and I do see them... I mean, I do see them improving. I don't see them winning. I could see it being like a 3-1 for New York. Okay. So lock it in, 3-1 for New York, and that's going to set up our loser's bracket. So we're going to start with... 
Seattle Surge and LA Thieves. Ni hao. Ni hao. It's so strange that we're at this point in the year where we have such clear matchups in eight teams left in a playoff standing. It, it just tells me that these these matchups and these formats that we have need adjustments, specifically these online CDL points, because these are weird, dominant, like everyone's maybe we're wrong, right? Maybe these are going to be upsets and we're all wrong, but it just seems to me like it's very clear who's good and who's not right now. Um, I, I think, think I was going to say <clears throat> the only time the way matchups should work in a bracket should work is the further out on the edges of the bracket that you are, the more clear your cut your victories are because it's a higher seed versus a lower seed. And usually that means it's a really good team versus not a not so good team. But often, more often than not, it's going to, it happens less at champs because. Um, your champ seed is your overall performance throughout an entire season, so it's maybe a bigger picture. Um, but at events, there's so many times where like the matches in the center are just really easy, and then first round you'll have like one of the best teams playing another one of the best teams, and it just creates these weird situations in tournaments that are um, they, just, they just get bracket fucked. Uh, I don't know, but yeah, I, th- I know I, I think I know what you're saying. I I think a problem is the format though, like. Seattle Surge were on the brink of not qualifying. If they didn't have get if they didn't get a ton of points early in the year when they were actually decent, um, they they probably they shouldn't be like if we were to say what are your top eight best teams right now, I would not argue that the teams on this list are the top eight best teams. And I think that's the problem with the format. Um, is because it's a culmination of the entire season and there's a lot of online filtered in with that. So um I think that's just the result of the format that they're going to go with. And for me, yeah, the Surge are probably a 9 through 12 team at the moment because outside of Pred, it, it even let's be honest, Pred didn't even have a good weekend this weekend. So, like, outside of Pred, they're horrible. And if Pred isn't frying the way Hydra fries, then this team is extra horrible. So um, I think that's the issue with, 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 you know, where we're at and just they clutched up with an eight seed. But it's Thieves Clear's day. Yeah. I also think Surge is a pretty bad matchup here. Uh, or Thieves is a bad matchup for Surge either way. Yeah. And just like that, the Seattle Surge are done playing Modern Warfare 2. Oh, God, let's right. finally make a roster change. Maybe. We'll see. If this team ran it back, James, at the same roster next year, I'm not doing the flank. I'm not doing the reverse sweep. <laughs> and I'm deactivating my Twitter. <laughs> I'm learning it. I'm learning X Defiant. You heard it here first. You heard it here first. Uh Breach Rocker, Breach is getting their blood back. I'm calling it. Boston, lock it in. Round eleven, game five. They're getting their reverse. I don't want to say reverse sweep, but they're getting their reverse revenge on Rocker, if that makes Only sense. Only if they make a roster change. And uh, outside of that, I think me and Pat are both on the same page here. And we are going to have Rocker moving forward. We'll see you later, Doug. I actually don't know. I, I This is so – so I will say I do think Rocker is going to move on. But I think this is like the <laughs> one series that I don't know. Like This this series is a coin flip to me. Oh, yeah, definitely. I, it's No, it's definitely a coin well, flip. Well, Pat, definitely you, a coin flip. You're, I'm just you're, should we coin flip? Good. I'm I'm hyper coping on the fact of, I'm just hyper coping on the on the fact that I think Nero should be on the team and I, I the, this is what blows this is what pisses me off the most and I get it teams need to make changes um I just don't think Nero was that problem I think when whenever that Boston team back in the day with even with Zinni and and at that major with Beans 
was doing well in tournaments, Nero was like going insane in like a search, dropping like hella kills, popping off. Yeah, he might have had some stinkers, but we even talked about on the flank a lot. Nero was finding consistency and he was hitting form. And I get it. They need to make changes and they maybe just tried to invest in a Kremp and Beans a little too much. But dude, bring Nero I, back. I, unless I, unless I the team, unless there's a unless there's like some sort of issue here where like it's very personal. I think the original team with Beans just needs to return. Um, if they want something that is already at least somewhat proven, if they want to take further risks going into champs, I don't know what to say. I, I, I disagree. I think the solution to the Boston breach is 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 Mr. Snoopy. Doug? They can't, he's not a sub, so they couldn't even add him. But but he would solve all their problems. Doug, thoughts? Um. I want to protect Eric, so I would definitely love, obviously, for my academy guys to play at the World Championship, but there's a lot of things that I feel, especially for him and at this point in his life, you know, like, I, I don't know. I just don't want to put that pressure on him so soon. He he is one of the most talented players I've ever seen in my life, no doubt. Um, but, again, like, he, he, he really, Pat, like, you don't understand genuinely how young he is for an 18-year-old. He really is a young 18-year-old. He's not, like... He's not like us when we're 18. He's, it's different. The culture in Mexico, where he comes from, the, the way that they live their life, it's different for him. So it's like, dude, I, I think he's literally one of the best in the game, but it's like, I don't want to put him on. Like, he's going to have such a long career, I think, Pat. You were this man's father, dude. That ass. <laughs> but... Like, he, he's going to have so much time, and we just got a third, and he was so, like, just upset with himself because he knows his potential, and he knows how good he could play. And he knows that like, he just wants to be his best self all the time. And I just felt so bad for him. And I'm like, dude, like, I just want to, I just want to develop this guy. But ultimately, mm -hmm. man, like this guy's the limit with Snoop. All right. Next. Invest, invest in him here. All right. We'll move back up to the winner's bracket. Uh, we have phase versus Toronto ultra. Holy shit. Uh, I mean, this match already happened on land. Um, phase, I think has hit a form that Toronto cannot touch. I don't think Toronto has a very good record versus a uh, phase in general. Um, if I like, you can't bet against phase anymore. Like even nope. if phase maybe chokes tournaments and has all this stuff, you kind of just always bet on them to win simply because how consistent they are. So, you know, they have the highest percentage of making the grand final and potentially winning it. So here you just have to go with phase, bro. You just have to. Um, Phase. I disagree. I, I, I think Phase are dominant, but I, I, I do think the Ultra plays them very close. Um, they Not this tournament. Pretty, they played them pretty well here. Um, like, it, it wasn't it wasn't the dominant series that, that you know, Phase has against everyone else. Like, uh, they, they usually play them pretty close as well uh, for the most part of the season. I just feel that Toronto is going to kick up at this event. Um you know, I think they've been very close aside from their win. Like the, their matches are always very close. They show great potential and all it takes. And we saw this with New York is, is getting hot on the weekend. Um, and I think Toronto's kind of, kind of, I think it's going to be their, their weekend. And if we get a big weekend out of Pixie, especially, I, I think Scrappy and, uh, and Kleenex are going to come to play. So if we can get a big weekend out of Hixie, I got them, I got them going far, but I actually have them upsetting phase and win around two. Okay, so um, you can have them getting hot in the lower bracket when they lose, and they yeah. Oh, what do you think? 
love FaZe right now. I really love where FaZe is at. Simp. Simp went through one of the weirdest, like, droughts for himself individually where, like, he wasn't getting smoked, but he wasn't playing, like, the Simp that we've seen for years. And he's definitely back in that form, and his teammates are feeling it. And we know Austin, Pat. It's champs time. It's champs time. I'd I love to chow him at champs, personally speaking. Slasher, because you know how he always talks about it. Oh, it's time to turn up. He does, though. Austin turns up. He turns up. So with him turning up, with Sim turning up, Abizi's been – you say Hydra, Chris? Yeah, I could give you that. But it's if it's not Hydra, it's Abizi. I mean, that guy's been in his bag all oh, season long. I think Selium statistically at least is always up there too. Yeah, I mean, it works. He, that's why they're so consistent because Cell, it's not like – like with Scrappy, I feel like he makes more consistent, impactful winning plays than Cell does. But I think Cell's play style itself is the most consistent play style ever. And I think he's a huge reason for FaZe's consistency. And I think you got Abizi's takeover ability, like that 2v3 on Mercado when Cell just looked over in Banana and Abizi just did everything, right? Like that. that's why they're so good and consistent. I think FaZe is hitting form and Simp is going back to being the best player in the world. He's not there right now, but – He's getting back to that point, and I think FaZe is going to win this. They're they're on point right now. All right. Um, yeah. James, so it looks like they're going down. against me. So, it's yeah. Like, I I think James, you should interject personally and give <laughs> your opinion here. Uh, I'm afraid I actually I probably would have had FaZe on this one. Does uh, it flop? Does man. it flop here? Yeah, it should. Yeah, yeah. They'll okay. they'll play Rocker. Okay. Because there's no way they yeah there's no way they would they would play Thieves again. Like that makes no sense. And then we have the defending champs versus Optic Texas. Uh, see, Dumb here's the thing. Optic. It's prior to this weekend, I'd say Optic, but obviously with Optic just like playing so shit at this tournament, you really don't know because this other team just played so good. Um, if it was prior to this tournament, I would have said Optic, but after this tournament, it's kind of hard to decide. Um I know Pat's going to say he already had them losing to Breach, so he's going to have them definitely losing to fucking Dior. I'm unbiased. I go series by series. Okay, so what do you have, Optic, here? No, no, no. Finish your statement, and then I'll pick. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I am completely unbiased. I will go series by series, objectively. Um, Shit, dude. This is hard. You have Optic, Doug? Yeah, right? he, d- yeah. he did. He had Optic instantly not even a second thought i like all the improvements that new york made um i don't know if hydra is going to play at that level consistently though so i'm gonna go with optic two delusional men james is what we do this <laughs> show with um this is actually going to be a hydra master class um and the new york subliners are going to two three five optic texas you're you're very precise to that, Pat. I see your vision. I'm, I'm still taking Dan Gosey. Unfortunately, game, majority game rules. five is going to be a Mercado, and Dashie's going to fail to one v three. Yep. <laughs> There's going to be no triple made. Wow, I can actually see that. Like Brandon's crack aiming in a one v three. Oh, Doug! If last episode Pat had a vision, and it was spectacular. Would have happened too. It was unbelievable, but it was quite literally only a vision um, it should have happened so just like that optic moves on and then so we we come down to a la thieves new york subliners loser goes home i got new york 
Um, I think I, I think LA is just kind of regressing. They're still kind of just in this loop. Um, I think eventually the team culture's got to take a dip because these guys are getting Kentucky fried and not playing the best. Um, the one thing I will say is they might have they might have a chance of making a run at this event just because simply they're done with the online. They're done with scrimming with sound EQ. They're done with actual having matches. They can just focus on hunkering down and getting better and not having to worry about performing in these things and making winner's bracket and matchups. They can just get better and put in the time. But, you know, with the form New York has been looking, um, these guys obviously have a potential season MVP on their team in Hydra. And, you know, no offense to Kenny and Envoy, I just think Hydra is Hydra and Kismet as a sub-duo right now and the way they've been playing Modern Warfare 2, um, I just think they're better. Um, they're way more consistent. And they figured out Search, which I think was one of their issues before. So I got so, New York going on. This is a big issue I have with you guys. You're not being objective. Um, LAT is a tough... Uh, or LA, Yeah, LAT is a really tough matchup for New York. Um, I don't think Why? Hydra can capitalize on other teams the way that he does against the, or I don't think he can capitalize against the thieves the way he does against other teams. Um, they play a very, uh, you know, much more team coherent call of duty than a lot of other teams. They, they play at a set pace. Um, they don't give away freebies. The map pool, I think they have a massive advantage against. And I don't think New York can get away with playing the S and D style that they do against other teams against the thieves. I think that these are far more disciplined. I think that thieves are, good enough in hard point to, to, to beat them, even if Hydra is having the same map. Uh, I don't think the subliners are, are that great at control. And I think, I think thieves would capitalize there and S and D again. I mean, I don't, like I said, I just don't see New York being able to run around the map and just play with such brute force that they do against other teams. Like you saw in that final, the way they played against phase was basically like, they just disrespected them. Like Hydra had like 14 first bloods in that series in three maps. Um, you know, there there are matchups in this league, and I think the Thieves versus New York is a very tough matchup for New York. I don't know what their season record is, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's heavily in favor of the Thieves. Um, and I actually have the Thieves sending home whoever they play here, whether it be Optic or the Subliners. Um, but I have the Thieves moving on. That was going to be my next question, actually. So I guess, Chris and Doug, you can ask that. If Optic does get knocked down here, they've, they've kind of have had a history of a minor mental block against LAT. Is that the end of Optic season? If uh, they drop yeah. down to play LAT? Yeah. Hold on, say that one more time, Doug. I think it cut out a little bit. Say that again, Doug. I think if Optic was to play Thieves and Losers in that round, Thieves would win that matchup too. I agree with Pat. Yeah, probably because uh, Optic just hasn't been able to beat Thieves. So basically that, that subliners match is a, a, a must win. For, for optic or yeah. it's, it's yeah. probably yeah shocked. just um, like i think phase uh if phase well maybe now if you with phase playing so good i don't really know if that's going to be the case but just the same way that if phase match up against optic at any point in a tournament i just can't have them i can't be say they're gonna win yeah. like it's just impossible for me to say yeah they have not beat them <laughs> well due to majority subliners move on <laughs> and uh we move on to a little bit easier of a uh matchup that i think you guys will all agree on minnesota rocker versus toronto ultra 
Ultra shits on One, two, three. Ultra. Ni ultra. Nihau, Rocker, Nihau. <laughs> ultra slams so them. Oh. They slam them, bro. This won't be close. Uh, and that'll be the end of the rocker season. Um, all right. Now that we've gotten all that out of the way, I think this was a pretty, besides Pat not being probably very happy about LA Thieves not being a part of this top four, we're down to phase, optic, subliners, and ultra. Let's hop. Let's do the loser's bracket first. NYSL versus Toronto Ultra. Toronto. Toronto. I think regardless of, uh, you know, all our subliners winning, I think Toronto's just been a way more consistent team overall throughout Toronto the season. Toronto should have beat them here. I think Toronto should have beat them. They beat them already once. And you could you could argue and say, honestly, this is probably the closest match um, matchup that we have in the CDL right now. Both these teams are really good, and they play each other very close. And both times you could argue that either team should have won. So... Um, I think Toronto are going to get it done this time around. Like I said, as much as I love Hydra, um, I don't think he's going to drop 1.5s every series. That shit is just not feasible at all. I think the fact that he's able, he was able to do it at an entire tournament, entire split, was still very uh, typical. But from a consistency sake, I just think um, Toronto as a team is usually the better team. How often do you see a player fry back-to-back -back events like the way Hydra is fried? I've never seen it. And it's no disrespect to Hydra. It's just like it, to be in your bag like that and then do it again immediately following it up would be so impressive. And I've seen I don't it once. Know, who? You? If you if you recall, <laughs> I remember Conchamps, Conchamps and Ghost, 1.35, went to season one playoffs packs east, 1.45, I believe. I also um, believe that like there was a an few improvement. Weeks chance, there was a best of eleven in the finals, and you were down five to nothing, and you had a point six. And I was the reason for that. If I'm I not did not mistaken. have a point six, I think I had a one point two. But you were listen, looking at your list as I was pulling you in every one v one. It was twenty fourteen. If there was no prize money, I wasn't interested. Money talks. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Prize money, no prize money, a million dollars. They could have given you ten million dollars. You still wouldn't have gotten a map. You saw what happened when there was a million dollars on the line. It was I think it was a one point four. I six two'd you, Pat. You would have not beat me a chance. I would have gotten that ring hundred percent. And you, you, and you, and you didn't get and you. you didn't get any of my strats. You didn't know Pat, anything of what I did you, on the map. I owned you that whole year and you knew it. I was your kryptonite and you knew it. You never wanted Doug, to admit it. If you really think back, if you really think back about it, all you did was was go and make optic better to give me an opportunity to knock them out of another chance. So honestly, I applaud you. I applaud you. You owe me half I the money. I applaud you for money. making optics better to Come give on. me an opportunity to beat them. So oh, so you guys are both horrendous. All right, let's keep it pushing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, on to winner's final. We have phase and optic. Optic. Optic matches up so well with phase. I got optic. Uh, see, this is the thing. It's just like optic has yet to lose the phase, regardless of phase's improvements until... Uh, just like with Ultra, not just like with Ultra, but with Ultra and Thieves until, uh, or even the Optic and Thieves, if they ever play each other, I just have to go against them. James, um, do you hear this bias? Optic, optic <laughs> they don't, they don't consider matchups in any of these other series. They don't consider matchups with Optic Subliners. They didn't consider a matchup with Subliners Thieves. But all of a sudden in the winner bracket finals, we want to consider how one team matches up better against another. It, Am I the how, one wait, this? wait, how have we not talked about matchups? 
you, you didn't even consider the fact that subliners are, are a tough matchup for optic. You didn't talk about Wait, how thieves are a we, tough matchup they beat for them, subliners. But they still beat them. What are you talking about? They still beat them. Optic Optic literally three would New York at like the on in the online stage. Some like online EQ for Texas garbage. Who cares? What do you mean? They're both te- they're, the event. Both of them are for Texas. Both of them both of them are for Texas. They're they both live in Texas. Bro, you can't you can't just like consider the matchup in one bracket, but not in others. Like All right, yeah, dude. Optic phase, optics a better matchup. But in the series before, where Optic were a worse matchup, we didn't consider Optic that. We're not we a worse matchup. I think I think New York matches up against Optic better than Phase does. I think you're coping. Um, I also think well, these match up better against New York. I'm than- really salty that we're gonna have Optic advancing the champs finals from winners bracket. You guys, you guys did the same thing last event, and Optic was in Cancun on Friday. <laughs> I, I was at the now. event longer than Optic was. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, you hate to see it. Majority rules once again. Uh, this is Fuck, they tough. really we really have them go into winners. It's yeah. just like, bro, it's yeah, phase versus this, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. This is like they they just they didn't win a map and we have them <laughs> we have them in finals. Yeah, yeah, are you guys delusional? No, Pat, this is how the brackets go. I won an event with you and you you shit the bed the next event and we got top 16. You could shit the bed bro, and then fly the next event. It bro, Dashie, no. Dashie is literally tweeting, I don't know, I don't know anymore. And you well, think they're just gonna run the bracket no. at champs? That concerns me. That definitely concerns me because that's a problem. He is being a problem doing that. That needs to stop. I don't care where that's team from. also this team also has zero rings on land. And you think they're just gonna go to a COD that's- champs land and win it? The Dangosti effect. Dangosti would be a big reason. For <laughs> oh, a, a challenger player is just gonna come out of nowhere and be the COD champs fucking he's MVP. He's on your level, except he's doing the the bitch role, and you were James. James, I don't. James, I don't know what to tell you. People just came with clear biases. I know these show. guys better than you. Well, I, I was being objective in my all of my takes. Yeah, I mean, I'm. I, I will say, I I think it, it is tough that I think the outside perspective may have problems with the 0-6 LAN Optic losing or beating the subliners here. But you could argue that they got they got the 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 dust off with that first breach series. They got that under their belt. They're feeling good again. They're back to form. And they beat the subliners and then they beat FaZe and now they're in the uh, grand finals of COD And Champs. I'm the Easter Bunny. <laughs> and we move on to the losers finals. Toronto Ultra versus Atlanta FaZe. We're gonna keep it moving. Phase. Toronto. We have Ultra. one vote for phase, one vote for ultra. The only reason why Pat's saying ultra is because he says that he has the he's he's had them winning the entire tournament since the Listen, beginning of time. Are looking the amazing. The world champions. Watch the match. Ultra the hasn't. Ultra has not lost a control since I don't know. Doug, your teammate was born. Like they're basically on an insane streak in, in control. Their S and D is great, aside from a few chokes. All they need to do is get Toby back on his bullshit and hardpoint, and this team is winning every every respawn. So right, there's no bias there. I'm just being for, realistic. For the sake of the meme, so Pat doesn't literally just lose composure. <laughs> we're gonna have Ultra moving forward. That's fair. All right, it'll keep Pat in the Discord call. <laughs> Well, I guess Ultra wins champs, Pat. You win. Here we go, Massive Manipulator. At it again. So we Be have... unbiased in your take. 
We have Toronto <laughs> Ultra versus Optic Texas in the grand final of COD Champs 2023. We already uh, saw this grand final. We're gonna. And it did yeah. not look good for Optic it Texas. It did not look good, and it and let's keep in mind that was at their home event. All Toronto all was able to do that in the front of their in front of Optic's home crowd, the esports Arlington venue that they had never lost in. Keep that in mind before you guys make your decision. Is Champs final a best of seven? I think so. Yeah, same format. Mm. Hate this format. So. Is that it? Doug, Toronto Ultra. Is it all three all yeah. around? You guys all have Toronto? Doug, Toronto? If it came down to what Pat and his master manipulation plan is, then yes. What? If this is the grand final. Then I, I lost every every game. prediction. You guys you guys outvoted me. Like, one that majority. The most, and that's my point. <laughs> what are you saying? Toronto Ultra. Toronto Ultra winning champs the whole time. Hey, honestly, if think about this. I didn't think the Optic is going to be in Subliner. So I had Optic drop in way earlier. And that would have meant Ultra would play a phase, which would be a harder matchup for them in the finals. But if you're going to give me Optic in the grand finals, I'm going to Vegas right now and putting the, the my my house on, on the money line for Ultra beating Optic. Because matchup-wise, Ultra's going to have their way with these guys, just like they did at the Texas Major. I, I, I agree with you there. I think it would still be a close series in a champs finals, but I think Ultra's matchups, the way they play COD, matches up very well with Optic Gaming. So All right, it's time, Toronto boys. Ultra winning, but uh, before we get to a couple quick, quick fire questions, oh. I do have one more question. Uh, obviously, Optic announced that, that Karma was uh, joining on to help coach at this point in the season, which is kind of interesting with there only being... Uh, major five and champs now do you guys like how do you guys feel about damon hopping on as a coach and is there anything he can really do to like help or impact the team that will make a difference at champs i personally do not think so i think damon we both know damon i don't think damon is a very as a person that's very good at articulating articulating you know in-game stuff so i don't think he's going to improve them there i think if anything he's more of like a keep the vibes up type of person um yeah Dame was very talented when he was a player, but he was never the most articulate person in the world where he was just explaining how to do all this stuff. He was, he was just good at absorbing information and putting it to use. Listen, I think Damon got set up at this event. He obviously didn't do anything with them prior <laughs> to this event. I think they just announced yeah, him as the coach because he was, you know, he's, he's a Canadian. He was here for the Toronto event. Um, but I think, you know, there is a little bit of confidence booster that, that goes along with that, right? Like, Damon's still that guy, right? Top, top two, top three all-time Call of Duty players. So, you know, I do think there's a there's a confidence effect of having him on your side coming up, talking to you after each match uh, at the event. I think there's a benefit to that. But I agree with Chris. I don't think that's going to change anything in-game, anything strategy-wise or anything like that. But, you know, I mean, if let's, let's say these guys go down in a series and you have Damon walking up to put the headset on and talk to you, like, um, I'm sure he could say some stuff to get the to get the troops back on back on track. Doug in a grant. I yeah, I think because you know what it is like we've all been around for such a long time and we're very objective with a lot of the things we do. But I think that a lot of the times, like it's all coming from the truth, and we've all won with Damon. 
uh, at some point in time in Call of Duty, which is a blessing to say. And I agree with Chris. I think he's so good at absorbing information. But And if he told me to do something, I would definitely listen as well. I just question... I mean, he does do the watch parties. He watches a lot of the game. But it's one thing to like watch the game as much as he watches, or even you guys. But you know, Chris, it's another thing to actually be playing and watching at the same time. And he's obviously not playing, so... Um, but then again, like some of these great coaches in the league, like Dereal on New York doesn't play. He's not a player and he's a great coach. So Damon to me is more so it's, it's all about what he wants to do with these guys, how he relates with them and connects with them. I feel like Brandon really looks up to him. I feel like they all kind of do. So if they kind of look up to him in a way, he could definitely be impactful, Pat, and he could help them. Yeah. Love it. Now, a couple quick ones, 2023 regular season MVP gal. Hydra. I'm going to give it to Ibiza for the 1v4 in S&D. <laughs> for one play. I love it. No, because they were both so close. They both got MVPs and everything. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm, I'm going to go Celium. I'm going to okay. go Celium. Three I think different he was answers. the epitome of consistency. And I think if you, you know, I think Chris is going to value winning, but I value the fact that, you know, they were able to stay top three basically the entire year. And he didn't have a bad performance, not once. I love it. Now, a 2023 Dark Horse Award in the sense that who came out this year and uh, you were pleasantly surprised by how dominant they were or how New well York. they performed. Player, player, player-wise, player. player, player, player. Oh. You can do both, I guess. New York can, can be one. New but... York as a team? Brista. He wasn't dominant, but, like, compared to where he was a year ago to now, it's a huge upgrade. Kismet. Definitely Kismet. That guy was that guy was everything for this for that um New York team at the beginning. And even now he's amazing. He's really good. What do I have here? Clayster. <clears throat> Clay? Nice. Yeah, I thought Clay was gonna roll over and die. <laughs> Not literally, but like yeah. this year. Yeah, yeah. Um, rookie of the year, Scrappy, 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 unanimously. Um, and then final question, a little bit of a fun one. Unfortunately, we said goodbye to Florida, Vegas, London, and the Gorillas after this event. If you had to put together a roster that was the ninth team at champs with the best players from those four teams. What four players are you putting together from those four teams to try and uh, win a map, um, win a so series? Pick one player from all four teams. Yeah. <clears throat> Let me see. I'm trying to think who Florida. Capsule on Florida for sure. Uh, Asim on London. Assault on LAG. And Tim on base. Mine would be <clears throat> Clay, uh, Joe Deceives, Capsital, and uh, da, 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 da. guess I have to go with uh, Scraps or Nasty here if I need an AR. My team's having that team. Probably <laughs> Nasty. Doug? I'm going Joe Deceives, Vickle, Assault. Yep, you have to pick one from each team. Yeah, this guy's going double LAG. <laughs> Go to Steve's, Vickle. You're a, you need an Vegas. AR from 
You need AR, so you need Donnie, Play Clay, Play Scraps, Play and Play. Nasty. <clears throat> oh, man, Nasty. Good Lord, James. I'm eating <laughs> these guys alive with my team. Your team's garbage, bro. Well, that will do it for today's episode. Guys, it was the second to last episode. Thank you all for watching. Shout out to all the audio listeners, YouTube people, all of the above. We will see you. And the next time we see you, we'll have crowned a, uh, a champs winner. And uh, yes, it probably won't be Toronto and it, Ultra. And it will be the 2023 Call of Duty Champions, Toronto Ultra. You're welcome. I've been saying it for a year. I hope you got your bookie called and you got your bet in because they are winning it all. And the prophecy will be. And, and good luck to Doug for uh, Challenger Champions. Oh, yeah. Your, your Challenger Champion, Boston Academy.